Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. AHOP TV empowers believers with spirit-inspired messages and strategic equipping that accelerates your spiritual growth. You can subscribe to stream weekly content from Awakening House of Prayer, conferences, and other exclusive content to stir your hunger and encourage your heart. Visit us online at ahop.tv. This is Breakthrough, a supernatural life coaching podcast featuring me, Jennifer LeClaire, and Scott Neri. This audio will challenge and inspire you to be the best you that you can be. Hey guys, Jennifer LeClaire here with you. I am here with my good friend and brother, Scott Neri from North Carolina, and we're going to talk today about, well, you'll find out. Today is March the 20th. And I want you to share this with everybody that you can. I want you to share, share, share. I want you to get the word out because this is really going to help you today. We're going to be talking about the Holy Ghost power and how it can help you move through trials, move through regular days. How many of you know nothing is impossible with God? So I want to just let Scott say hello to you from North Carolina. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing? It's, it's such an honor to be here, Jennifer. I love when we do these broadcasts, but it's really fun. Amen. Amen. Well, this is uh, a broadcast associated with a project that we do together called Supernatural Life Coaching. And you can find that at uh, supernaturalcoach.com. We really want to bring practical tools to help you live an abundant life. You know, Jesus said in John 10, 10, that the enemy comes, but for to steal kill and destroy, but that I came that you might have life in abundance to the full until it overflows. And I'm reading, of course, from the Amplified Version. So if you're not living an abundant life, beloved, you're living on the wrong side of John 10 and 10. Jesus died to give you life, an abundant life, not a barely getting by life, not a a good day, bad day life. You know what? People ask me, how you doing? I say, this is the best day of my life. Why? I'm alive. I'm breathing. I'm going for it. And today being March 20th, Scott said, you know, we should teach out of Ephesians 3 and 20. I said, March 20th, 320, 320. So that's what we're going to do today. Scott, you want to read that that scripture and kick this off? Absolutely. In Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, it says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. My God, every time I read that verse, it makes me want to want to jump and shout. But now to him who is able to do exceeding, exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or even think according to the power that works in us. My That's Lord. so good. My That's Lord. so good. What happened when you, when you, I read that, Jennifer, what's the first thing that pops out to you? 
Oh, the power, you know, I mean, your ministry 420 fire is about not just demonstrating, you know, speaking in words, but, but demonstrating power and, you know, the power of God, it just supersedes anything we can even imagine. The power of God makes all things possible. It's the power of God that raised us from the, that's going to raise us from the dead that raised Jesus from the dead. So the first thing I hear in that scripture is power. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I, when I, when I read this verse, yeah, you know, because I've spent a lot of time like I, I love uh, reading the flow, the thought pattern of Paul. And when he came up with verse 20, I always like to say, OK, what's he saying in the previous verse? And in yeah. the actually because of contextual theology, the thing that he was saying, he's talking about starting with uh, uh, verse 14. And it gives the, the flow. This is pretty cool. And I thought this would be man, this is awesome what he's thinking. And he's actually praying, he says, for this reason, I bow my knees to the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might. Oh, come on, Jesus. Through his spirit in the inner man. I think I love that because your inner man, your inner atmosphere always determines your outer environment. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love, that you may be able to comprehend I like that word because that word in Greek means to seize, to grab, that you may be able to seize with all saints. There we go. He's talking about family again. With all saints, what is the width, the length, the depth, and height to know the love of Christ, which actually passes knowledge, that you may be filled with the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. You know what, Jennifer? I... I and again, this is my 27th year of ministry, and I feel like that I'm every we're growing from glory to glory. You know, at, the more that we grow closer to the Lord, yeah, He takes us up a notch. And I always tell people that I was telling our church last night, I said, you know, we want to grow from glory to glory, but what most people don't realize behind the the glory to glory is often a conflict, it's often a trial, it's often <laughs> a squeezing, it's often a pressure, but. It's in those places where we're, we're still have a smile on our face, you know. Yes. So we're on our way to heaven. So we should we should at least enjoy the trip. <laughs> and part That's of right. enjoying the trip is actually seeing what the Lord told us. He said, "Hey, you know what? The love of God. You've got to seize the love of God, which actually surpasses your knowledge. You can, we can't understand God's love with, with our natural carnal mind. We can't. It's just no. it's impossible." No. It's going to take forever to just get a glimpse. But he says you have to comprehend his love with all saints. So it's part of the, the connecting of the body of Christ that's actually going to help us to see his love. But then he says, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think according to the power works in you. Isn't it amazing that he links all of this to our ability to choose to see him, to think? Wow, the mindset. It's it's uh, again. It's like, and you, and you know this. We we deal with spiritual warfare a lot. Now, tell people. I said you, you can't counsel a demon, and you can't cast out the flesh. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <So>. That's good. <laughs> I mean, I've tried to cast out flesh, but it don't work. 
<laughs> no, it doesn't. Just, it just reminded me because when I was very young in the Lord, I, I was still very angry uh, over the, some things that had happened to me, some trials I'd been through, some some abandonment issues. And I went to the pastor and I said, um, you know, can you cast this spirit of anger out of me? I just I get so mad sometimes. She, she looked at me with these eyes of discernment and she said, honey, that's just your flesh. You can't cast out your flesh. You're going to have to crucify it. <laughs> So I still remember that. Yeah, but but it's real. You know, I had uh, I've had a really, really bad week. And many people don't know that because you'll listen to me on my morning prayer calls and I'm strong and I'm praying and I've got prophetic words and words of knowledge and I'm encouraging you. You know, I am able to sort of compartmentalized by the power of the Holy Ghost. So I can be going through a trial. I can be getting hit with tremendous warfare, but I can choose to think about him. I can choose to meditate on his love in any given moment. It doesn't mean that I'm not going to have to go later and deal with the person who caused the trouble or, you know, deal with the devil who caused the trouble or, you know, repent on my own behalf for, for taking a wrong thought. It doesn't mean that just because I'm having a bad day or a bad week that, that I have to stop ministry. It means that I have to rely, listen, on the power of God. I have to be strengthened with the power of his might, strengthening myself in my inner man so that I can still meet the call of God on my life. You know, I'm, I'm a preacher, I'm a minister, but I'm just like you. I have good days, bad days. Guess what? When you have a bad day, you still have to go to work. You still have to, you know, take the kids to school. You still have to make the lunches. You still have to cook dinner. You still have to do what you do. But how do you do what you do when all hell is breaking loose against you? Or when you're grieving because you've lost somebody that you love? Or, you know, when you've gotten some really bad news that shocked you? You know what you do? You, you It's what I call compartmentalizing, understanding that, you know, all things are possible to him who believes. He can do anything and everything immeasurably and definitely above what we think so if he can do that if if he can raise christ from the dead if that same spirit that same power lives in me then i can put a smile on my face and get on a prayer call and, and go back to my warfare later right right yeah the lord he always reminds me if i'm feeling blue if i'm feeling down what happens if i if i'm nursing my problem if i nurse it by constantly just like back in the day we would you know, you nurse a drink or something like that. Did you constantly sipping on something? You can nurse a problem that way by always yeah. thinking about it. But what happens, the only way that you get over your thing, instead of uh, nursing your problem, put faith in God by looking at Jesus and he'll reverse that nurse, you know? Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, and so um, I, it's it really really is amazing how when um, when I started going through these, these things, and most people, let's face it, you know, uh, I tell people, Life isn't fair, but it's still good. You know, That's right. It's you know we have our ups and downs, but if you look at an echocardiogram that goes up and down, if there's no ups and downs and it's just straight flat, it means you're dead. You know, <laughs> it means there's no hope for you. I mean, so there there are going to be ups and downs, and the Lord always reminds me, says Scott, when you're going through these situations, look in the mirror and say a couple of things. First off, He says, I want you to notify your face that you're still saved. Okay, <laughs> you're on your way to heaven. Okay. And, and then he says, hey, just remind yourself that you're all together lovely. Okay. Wow. And, and so the way that that helps me get through these situations, it's just like you talk about compartmentalize. I just have to make a decision. What am I looking at? Okay. Uh, I have to change my gaze. I have to literally redirect myself by choice. And that's what I always tell people is like the Lord didn't make robots. 
you know, Jesus Christ wasn't a robot. He was our, he's our pattern. He's our mirror. He's, he is the one we're supposed to walk life. And yeah, he was fully God and he was fully flesh. He was fully human. So he still had to put down his human side day by day. He was tempted in all like manners, just like us, but yet without sin. So when you watch, when you look at the person of Jesus, you'll see how he lived his life. And he had to, he had to go through warfare. He went through accusation. He was called a belt. He had used by Beelzebub. They tried to throw him off a cliff. They tried to stone him. There was constant things that he dealt with. But <laughs> as he went through all of that situation, he still had to learn how to, uh, he, he gave in. He, you know, I think it's amazing how Hebrews talks about Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Part yes. Of, part of the suffering is it wasn't just the cross. It was dealing with his flesh because he was still being tempted but and dealing with people. And, uh, and, and, and just standing and doing what his father told him to do. So the, it's really an interdirection. What's the word say? Second Corinthians 3.18 it says, We beholding the glory of the Lord, his image as in a mirror are transformed from glory to glory. So really what that's saying is like the more you actually behold Jesus, the more you become like him. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I, I preached that a hundred million times before, and I really didn't know what that meant. And until I started, when I would read the Gospels, what I would do, I would read a story, but I didn't read Jesus. Wow. So I read about Jesus, but I didn't read him. So part of reading him is looking unto Jesus, the author of the my faith. And so what happens when I was going through these crazy trials, which I still am right now, you know, I, part of going, to, going through glory to glory, it's like Smith Willisworth said, you don't have great faith unless you have a great fight. You know? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, we want to... We, you know, to whom much is given, much is required. Uh, Twelve forty-eight says that. So, um, but when you're going through the process, is where we're looking at is by are we truly keeping our focus on Jesus and looking at Him? And just like Peter, he walked on the water as long as he kept his attention on the Lord. And that's what he's talking about. Ephesians three twenty, according to the power works in you. You can you got to do more than we ask or even think according to that power, and that's Him, Christ in us, the hope of glory. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's really good. I also like the um, the part here which says now to him, because it reminds me of the scripture in Hebrews says now faith is. And so I say faith is now faith is not for yesterday. You don't need faith for yesterday. You you know, you don't need you need faith for tomorrow. But faith is now You're, you're expressing your faith. Now your words are demonstrating what you believe now and your now faith is going to uh, determine your your future. It can't determine your past, but it can determine your future. And he says now to him. And so, you know, he said all of this about the power of his might and the love of God. And he says now, given all that, now remember this. And what I like about it here is he says he is able. Yes. And sometimes we we face situations in life. Maybe our bank account is is uh, you know threatening us. Maybe uh, we're getting uh, you know sickness or disease attacking our body, and these things begin to manifest. And we know that God is able technically, but we don't really meditate on that ability. In other words, it's like you're saying we're meditating on the symptom. It's me- we're meditating on the problem. We're nursing. The wound, the hurt, the pain, and 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 we're we're in doing so and meditating on those things. We're not acknowledging that God is able. 
not only is God able, he's willing, yes. you know, he's willing and he's able and he's in you. He's with you. He's made his abode in you. So we just have to reach down in our spirit. We just have to thank God for what he's already done in us and what he's able to do through us and for us and what he's willing to do and just go for it. I mean, you know, look, right now we're in a season where there's a lot of witchcraft. There's always a lot of witchcraft between Lent and resurrection day. And a lot of people are going through just extreme warfare. A lot of people are, are having just massive imaginations. A lot of people, you know what? We bind the devil. We bind the devil. We buy, you know, you can bind the devil all day long, but the problem is in seasons where there's an attack, it's like a machine gun. Like you can't even bind it fast enough. It's like one devil's there, then another, another devil's coming. And then this one's freaking out and your child got in trouble at school and your husband got mad when he got home from work because the dinner wasn't ready, but you've had a bad day. And it's like, how gone, take me away. But if we begin to, to meditate on that, God is able and he's willing you know, we, we could, we could, we could overcome, I think in many cases much quicker. I'm not saying we shouldn't bind the devil. You know me, I'm a spiritual warrior, but what I'm saying is sometimes, sometimes it's just a matter of, you know, meditating on him and letting him break and interrupt the mind traffic train that you're on. Right. Absolutely. And so again, I like what you say. It's the willingness of God. You know, faith begins when the will of God is known. And just like you started off talking about John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And But Jesus said, I came to give life and life more abundant. I love that because God wants to give abundant life to us. And we, we see in, in John 15, he talks about uh, abundant lives for us is to produce fruit. But what a lot of us don't realize, sometimes in that producing fruit, he says God rewards growth with pruning. He says he, those who produce fruit will be pruned. <laughs> That's okay. right. So I'll never forget. I was, I was, I was, I'd go through warfare. The enemy would attack me. And then after I'd get out of the attack, I'd start growing. And then the Lord would start to prune me. And I would actually bind the Lord. I would start. Yeah. I was, I was, so I was really young, right? I had no idea what I was doing. Because one thing I tell people, God ain't putting sickness on me. Okay. That's right. That's right. The Lord is not putting sickness on me. But what he was, what he was allowing is sometimes uh, he was shifting things in my life. See, when God wants to bless you, Jennifer, he'll bring somebody into your life. And when he wants to protect you, he'll remove someone out of your life. Wow. And so that's oftentimes how the Lord does pruning. He does pruning through relationships. And that's what we found, even with, with 425, where we're at, because I mean, we're two years old. And um, I feel like they were just finally starting to understand a little bit more what he's doing. And what it really means to release faith. You know, I'm a faith guy. I'm a word guy. I'm yeah. a word guy. And I believe in quoting the word, speaking the word, declaring the word, standing on the word. And, and I always tell people, it's like, you know, until faith doesn't, you can, faith can't move your mountain until faith moves your mouth. Okay. Ooh, that's good. So, so that's, that's one of the things about the spirit of faith. So the Bible talks about the spirit of faith believes, therefore we speak. I love that because the spirit of faith is what enables a tadpole to slap a well. Okay, so when the spirit of faith rises up inside of us, we're going to be speaking what God says. Now, Reinhard Bonnke is one of my spiritual fathers. Um, He said this. The Lord was talking to Reinhard and said, Reinhard, when my word is in your mouth, it's just as if my word is in my mouth. Yes, that's pretty powerful. So so as now, like we talked about now. Now faith is. So releasing faith 
is is declaring what God says, and it's what His mind, what He wants us to to do. I, I, Jesus never said anything unless the Father told Him to. He never did anything unless the Father told Him to. He was He was our pattern, the one we're supposed to walk like. And the closer that we get to Jesus, I'm realizing for me personally, the more I grow in my walk with Him, the more I realize I don't know much anymore. Okay, he's yep. like, yeah, it's like he told me, all right, Lord, you're teaching me, and I'm constantly, you know, I'll repent, and I, and, I mean, he's, he corrects me, but, you know, he loves those who he corrects. You know, that's right. I've got that's some right. crazy funny stories that's happened lately, but I'll let you go for it. It could take us some crazy time. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Well, I'll, I'll jump in for a minute, but I want to hear at least one of those stories. This is the kind of stuff we talk about in the Supernatural Life Coaching Program. Scott's uh, coaching all the time in the group. And, you know, just these sayings you come up with are just quite something, but um, they're very memorable and it helps us to remember. But, you know, so we have to, the Bible says that Jesus is the high priest of our confession, our profession. It means that that word confession or profession, depending on which translation you're reading, it's homologio. That's the Greek word, and it means to say the same thing as. And so when we want to release God's power in our life, we need to say the same thing God is saying. Because what happens is when we go through a trial, the enemy puts pressure on our tongue to say what he's whispering to our ear. And if we get in agreement with the enemy, we'll have the power of hell that begins to come against us. But when we agree with the, with, with the Lord, when we agree that he's able, when we say what he has said about us in his word, or when we say what he is saying about a situation, either prophetically or a rhema word, or just what the Bible says about healing. When you confess that by his stripes, I am healed, you are saying the same thing. You are honoring the high priest of your confession and you begin to release the power of God who is willing and able to work in you and through you to do whatever it is you need in the moment. Now, is it a matter of a one-time confession, a one-time decree, a one-time declaration? Many times not. Many times not. You know, I was just in Iceland and I was at this church and um, it was like a little Beth, Beth, Bethelite kind. I call it Bethelite church because it was a little church. It was kind of like Bethel. Yeah. And, and, at, and I was limping along because I had broken my toe. I had sprained my ankle in, in, uh, in France and broken my toe in Iceland. And I'm limping along just trying to preach. And afterwards, they all came running wanting to pray for my foot. And they'd pray and then they'd say, was it better? Is it a 10? Is it a nine? How much is the pain? You know, you know, we all do that. And, 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 you know, it felt a little better, but it still hurt really bad. Guess what? Within 36 hours, it was almost a hundred percent healed. Nice. And so when they asked me, is it better? I, I, I acknowledged that it was some better. I didn't lie. I didn't deny that it still hurt, but I didn't say, no, it still hurts some. I said, it has gotten better. And so we got to agree that the power of God is moving through us. I mean, I was limping, Scott. I was hurting. I was really in agonizing pain from this toe. It's a little, it's a little pinky toe, but it sure does hurt a lot. And, but, but you know, I agreed that God's healing power was working in me. And, and within 36 hours, I was healed. And so we have to agree with the power of God instead of agreeing with the power of the enemy, which is what we so often do when the circumstances fly in our face. Right, right. Exactly. You know, I think what, one of the things that you see, like I said earlier, you can't counsel a demon, you can't cast out the flesh. See, what happens, people, they agree with what they attend to. See, whatever you put attention to is what you attend to. What you attend to always affects your desire. So if somebody's always paying attention to what the, what the enemy is saying, what you're going to always be given into those emotions. And I always tell people, it's like, yeah, it's not wrong to have emotions. God gave us emotions. 
But yeah. emotions uncontrolled become emotions that control. And what mm-hmm. happens if we're not, if we're not again, crucifying our flesh by making a decision to take up our cross, deny ourselves, which part of denying ourselves is denying our carnal mind. Because the carnal mind is enmity with God. And so it's really making that choice. I, I, I like what you said earlier. You said um, homologeo. I always used to pronounce it logeo. But um, if you confess, Jesus said, if you confess me before my father, I'll confess you before. Um, if you don't confess me before people, I won't confess you before my father. Yep. And in, in, in speaking the same things, but it's, it's amazing. I know like my, my son, when he was little, he would mimic me because he would always follow me. Mm. And as he would follow me, I would go in a room and he would actually say my phrases. He would say what I say because he was so focused on following me. Now we understand why Jesus said, follow me. And, and, and I'll make you a fisher of men. And even Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And there's something about the power of following the Lord. Just to, as you know, we're in Ephesians, Ephesians 5, 1 says to be an imitator of God and walk in love as dear children. So part of saying the same things of the Lord, it means that we're actually in this place of following him and looking at him attentively, you know, just not just reading the word to get an intellectual knowledge, but we're reading Jesus. Lord, what were you thinking? What were you feeling? What were you saying? And that's one of the things that he's been taking me through this whole radical, um, how can I say, deconstruction, um, because again, I'm, as you know, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm a high strung type A guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And one of the things he has to do to get me balanced is he has to rein me in a lot. Um, and I, cause I was, I had this conversation with him a while back because it, and the thing is look, we all have our personal relationship with the Lord. He's going to speak to me differently than he does you because yeah. we're all on, the, on our own path, on our own journey. And so this is funny. I'm going to tell you this funny story um, because I'm, this is what the Lord's doing because getting closer to him, so here I am. I got to do it. I got to do it. I make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Make it happen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was me. I'm going to just go, 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 go. And I said, Lord, I want to get close to you. I want to get close to you. He said, Scott, you want to get close to me? Stop trying to. Wow. It made my head go boom. Okay. Now, for me, that was what I needed. Now, somebody, they have to step into some things. For me, yeah. I actually had to pull back some and he had to teach me how to be still. And so as I was being still and common, common, the noise of all of what I, what I had to do, I had to, I, I, did, I never had walked in that place of peace because I was always looking for what I had to do. Okay. So what he did to me, this is crazy. Jennifer. He starts speaking to me. He says, Scott, you know, I said in the word that you'll entertain angels. Be aware that you'll entertain angels unaware. Now you could, you know, but he said this to me. He says, I'm going to, now this is crazy. This is absolutely nuts. Okay. I preached this at my church and it completely messed with me. He says, I'm going to, I'm going to hear you one day and you're not going to know it's me. Wow. Wow. Now the thing that I had the biggest issue with, now I'm going to be as real and transparent to all of our viewers here. (laughs) Okay. And, and uh, I've, I've learned that being vulnerable sometimes is powerful. So one of my biggest pet peeves, because I'm type A, is I used to look down at uh, the younger generation real bad, okay? Because I thought, well, they have their work ethic. They don't. They just want to play video games all day. I was saying that, but I was, I was, and even though I agree, it still had happens like that. I was actually quite 
vicious. Okay. Mm. And the Lord, you know, Marcy, my wife, she'd get on to me. I mean, this was this was going on for a while. <laughs> so so and we got we've have a bunch of millennials in our church. So i God's processing me. So here I am, this great man of faith. The Lord's still working out the tears in my heart that He's yeah. paying attention to. And so I am um I had a week from hell, okay? And it was one of those weeks that the warfare was coming. And then on top of that, I was getting agitated wherever I went by young people. Okay. This is crazy. Okay. <laughs> it, it, it was like, a word. what was, what, here's the crazy thing. While it was happening, it was actually the Lord putting miracle grow on the tears in my heart, the issue I had that I was just pushing down. And I wasn't, because I wanted to imitate the Lord. The more I wanted to get closer to the Lord, he would bring light on stuff in our heart. So here I am getting closer to the Lord, and now he's putting light on this issue that I don't want to have. I don't, I'm comfortable thinking that, okay? So here I go. I, I'm dealing with this for a week, and I'm agitated and angry, and I go to the grocery store, okay? Now, this is a crazy story. I might have to put this in a book one day if anybody will believe me. So um, I'm in the grocery store, and I had to pick up some sardines for our mastiff. Our, our mastiff, Stella, she likes sardines with her food. And uh, so I'm there, and all of a sudden, I'm in the checkout line, and there's this millennial that comes right behind me. He's got the beanie hat, and he's got the, the funky clothes, <laughs> and, and he starts playing hip-hop rap music on his phone really loud in the checkout line. Now, you know that is making me manifest. I mean, yeah. I'm out just like, it's agitated, because one, I'm in the line. I find it disrespectful. And uh, and I, I turn back, I look at him, I give him a stink eye. Okay. <laughs> okay. Then I I turn back, and the music's still going. And I'm like, oh my gosh. so I turn around again. I look at him again. I'm like, man, come on, man. I mean, what, what are you doing? I mean, we're in line here. I mean, I'm, I find it utterly disrespectful. Okay. So all of a sudden, he, uh, the guy goes, "You like sardines, don't you?" Oh, that about put me over the edge. And I looked at him. I said, no. I just said it like that. And uh, he smiled at me. I said, it's for my dog. And as I started talking about, he started talking about my dog. And it's so nice. This, this, this young kid who I'm one second ago just wanted to strangle him is really nice. And, and I'm like, I've just completely just everything inside of me. And, um, and he starts talking about my dog and he starts talking about, you know, just good stuff. And then as I'm leaving, he says, hey, you have an awesome day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. So I go out to my car. Now, this is crazy. If I go out to my car, I start the engine. And when I start the engine, the Lord spoke to me and says, you missed me. <gasps> the Lord, I don't know if that was physically him or if he just used that person. But all I'm saying is he... That, that, that person that pushed my buttons, it caused me to bring attention. It all, I, I was in full-blown manifestation, and I had to repent right there. And I'm telling you, something broke inside of me because the Lord used that situation wow. to, to get me free from me. And, and again, it shows you, like, it, it's, didn't, didn't Jesus say, bless are those who are not offended when, I, when they see me? When I, when yeah. I, you know? So here I am. I'm offended with the Lord. I gave Jesus the stink out. Okay? <laughs> he manifested himself. I mean, look, he manifested as a gardener to Mary. He manifested yeah. as a different, different. Here I am in, in food line in North Carolina. 
and he's manifesting as a millennial with a beanie hat on playing hip hop music and he talks and it man makes me just get now some people say well scott that's crazy but you know what it might not have been him but i'll tell you for to me it was him because yeah. what it did it caused freedom in my life and that's that's part of what it means to really as we think he's the one that changes us from glory to glory and uh so now it's like once the light has been shown on that i i had to tell all the all the young folks at church because i girl i had a grudge I mean, I had a, I had a big rush because yeah, you know, it, was, it was pretty bad. But Lord had to, to set me, <laughs> and I'm still being set free. I mean, as we grow from glory to glory, He'll shine that light on us, and it, it makes me laugh now. That when that first happened to me, I was crying like a baby in my car. You know, I was wow. big time. Yeah. So, wow! Wow! Yeah, that's the that's the conviction of the Lord, you know. But it's that power. That's you know, it's His power. We can't change ourselves. So. You know, I'm sure that your wife, your lovely, beautiful wife, Marcy, she was getting on you about this millennial thing. And, you know, it wasn't changing you. You know, her conviction didn't change you. But God knew somewhere in your heart that you didn't want to be that way, you know, because and what did he do? He, he, he by his power, he changed you by one encounter. He changed you. But 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 we can't. I'm teaching a series right now at Awakening House of Prayer called uh the Lord told me that we're in a season of grace for growth. And, you know, what is grace and what is growth and what does that mean? And but it's by his grace that we grow what we what we can do. We can facilitate the process by getting in the word. We can pray. We can you know sanctify ourselves. We can fast. There's things we can do to sort of uh, water ourselves. You know, God plants the seed. You know, we water it. But then he brings the increase as well. So, you know, you tried. I'm sure you sure you knew your bad. Your attitude was bad. But but you couldn't overcome it. But then the power of God met you and did something in you that even your wife couldn't do. And so we, we have to remember instead of instead of trying so hard to change and, and how about this? Trying so hard to change other people, your oh, husband, your wife, your friends. Yeah. How about praying? How about asking the Lord, Lord, change me? Lord, in Lord, let your power work in me to to, to remove everything that hinders love. Let your power uh, meet me, strengthen me so that I can stop re- reacting and just start responding. Let your power, you know, work within me, you know, to accomplish things in me and through me that I could never imagine. You know, I never would have believed even a year ago that I would have three houses of prayer in England. I mean, that's crazy. You know, I've got one in my home state. We've got three across the nation, but see, that is God working in me and through me by his power and the divine connections and whatnot, but his power is awesome. His power is, 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 and we're focusing more on the power today. We didn't even get to the part about asking and thinking and believing for the greater. That's a whole nother broadcast, but, but his power, his grace is sufficient. See, his grace is not just his, his, his unmerited favor. It's not just his kindness. It's not just his blessing. That's part of grace. But the other part of grace is his power. And so in this season of grace for growth, we really, that's probably why power stuck out to, stuck out to me because we're in the season of grace for growth. Grace is power. So ask God for his grace. But you know what? Give other people grace too. You know, let God have his way in them. Let him release his power through them, in them, for them, to them. And, and we've got to all sort of, you know, 
allow God to deal with us. And these are the kind of things we talk about in Supernatural Life Coaching. You can find out more about that at SupernaturalCoach.com. And I want to do another one of these, but Scott, I want to give you the final words here on this. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know, so talk about power. You know, it's the word dunamis, which means dynamic, or so some people say it's dynamic. Yes. And so uh, Acts 1 8 says, You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and shall be a witness of God. Um, the power of God, it's, it's remember, I tell people, it's His power. He's the one that's working in you and through you. And all it is is just making a decision today. You choose. Choose whom you're going to serve. Choose, say, Lord, I need you. Sometimes one of my, my, my favorite prayers is help, help. Okay. Yeah, yes, that's okay. right. That's right. And, and, um, and that's the, what I want to encourage every single viewer is you know, connect with us on the Supernatural Coach. Connect with us because we're going from glory to glory. And, and me and Jennifer have a lot of years of experience in ministry um, that we can really help guide you in different areas where, you know, we talk about marriage, we talk about family, we talk about ministry and, you know, spiritual warfare. We talk about faith. And that's, that's one thing I really encourage people because people really are looking to have, to have mentorship. People are really looking, they're craving for that. But remember this guys, Ephesians three twenty. today is March the 20th. Remember this verse now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask, or even think according to the power that works in you. Christ is in you. Colossians 1.27, he's in you. All Everything that you need is inside of you. Everything you need is inside of you. You are now positioned with, with him. So if you understand that, make a choice to rejoice today. You might be going through hell, but guess what? Look through the storm. Stop looking at the storm. Look through it. Walk, go through it. God, he says, come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. Isn't that amazing? He said, come to me, all those who labor, labor in a heavy laden. I'm going to give you rest. The same Lord that said that is the same Lord that said, if you want to follow me, deny yourself and take up your cross. See, it's the, it's the denying of yourself. It is the rest of God because you're choosing that you can't figure it out anymore, guys. We need each other and we need Jesus. And the only way we can do that is by saying, Lord, help me to see through your perspective and help me to love the way you want us to love. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you. Go to SupernaturalCoach.com and we'll be back again next month with another one of these videos. Let us know what you'd like to hear us talk about. We bless you. We'll be back with you next month. Have a great night. God bless. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Want to join our coaching group? Visit SupernaturalCoach.com to find out how. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.